Hi, I'm Gemma Montgomery and welcome to the Excel with Ease business podcast, bringing together service-based business owners in the aesthetic, medical health and wellness sector. Here, we discuss different topics to help you grow a thriving business with ease, supporting your ultimate life vision. Hi there, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening and I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. So this week I want to start talking about our habits and our behaviours and how if you're not aware of certain compulsions and certain habits and behavioural traits, it can really, really be holding you back from achieving what you want in life, you know, what you desire in terms of the way you want to feel achieving the success you desire within your business, becoming and being the person that you really know you are and that you want to be. And I truly believe that each of our goals are completely unique to us. We all want success. We all want our businesses to do well. We all want to feel that we're doing well in life. But our versions of what this represents and what this means will look different to each and every one of us. But what I do feel is, although there's nuances, I think we all do have commonalities. For instance, I believe we all want to be healthy. We all want to be at our you know, peak physical fitness, the best that we can be. We want to age well. We want to feel mentally and emotionally well. I truly believe nobody you know, doesn't want health and that people want to be poorly. Um, I also think we all want an element of financial security. We want to be able to feel that we can take care of ourselves and our families and you know, add to our local communities should we wish to do so. I don't think we want to all be in fear or scarcity mode. I think we all want to feel that We want to be able to explore life and experience things and do the things we want to do without feeling that we can't do it because our finances are holding us back. And I also truly believe we all want freedom, freedom to live life on our terms. And I also believe lastly that we all want to be surrounded by love. So we want to feel that we're in a loving home We want to be surrounded by happy, loving, harmonious relationships. People that want the best for us and bring out the best in us and people that we want to bring out the best in. Now remember, I know I harp on about this a lot, but everything starts with you. It starts on the inside. So all the messages that you tell yourself, all our habits, all our behaviours, the way that we feel on a daily basis, all that inside stuff is reflected on what we see back in the outside world. And it's our daily habits, our daily behaviours, our daily actions that form who we are. Which is a good thing because if you're not happy with where you are, it means that simple changes to habits, simple changes to behaviours and to the actions that we perform can really, really start to bring about the changes that we want to see. 
And it all starts with becoming aware and becoming intentional. So let me just give you a really simple example. If somebody is feeling overweight, physically unfit, they're not doing so well in the business, they're drinking a little bit too much, finances are just not going the way they want, the relationships are breaking down. We have to look at what things, for instance, this person, is this person telling themselves? Are they feeding themselves messages inside such as, I'm overweight? They might catch themselves, you know, actually speaking that out loud to somebody. Are they saying things such as, I'm too old to change? Oh, I could never be physically fit. Or, oh, I'm just not a morning person. Or, oh, she's lucky because she naturally just never puts on weight. Or, he's lucky because he got a helping hand off his mum and dad. Blah, 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 the list is endless. But the message I'm trying to get across is, starting to become aware of the thought patterns and the things that you tell yourself can start to have absolutely immense changes because sometimes people are just not aware at all they're not aware they don't take time to slow down they don't take time to connect and to breathe and really start to feel in to how they see themselves and how they speak to themselves every day in business, it could be that you're engaging in behaviours such as telling people or feeling that your clients are a pain, telling yourself that it's just so hard, everything's difficult. You could be telling yourself that there's no reward for all the hard work that you're putting in. Just remember the the words that we speak and the things that we tell people and the things that we tell ourselves really do start to come to life in energy form. So you've got to be really, really mindful of the messages that you feed yourself and the way that you conduct and speak with other people. So how do we start to bring about changes? Well, we simply have to start writing a new story for ourselves. Even if we don't believe that story at first, we plant the seed and we keep watering the seed. We visualise the way that we want to be and we visualise and feel the feelings that we want to feel. It can start really simply with an, you know, affirmations. I've been using affirmations for a long time and when you first start doing them, you think, oh gosh, this is a bit weird. I don't believe that I am this or this is not what I'm seeing. But it goes back to that seed. It goes back to planting that seed and affirmations are just like watering that seed daily. So depending on what the circumstances are. So let's let's go with the example that I've just given. This person could start to tell themselves, I am fit, I am healthy, I am strong, I am capable, I deserve the good things that life has to offer, I make choices that are good for me, I make choices that nourish my soul, I am confident, I am a capable businesswoman, I am financially secure, money flows to me easily, my clients love me and I love them. It can be literally anything anything that you want but it's an I am and you've got to really embody it and you've got to really really start to feel it so write them down write those affirmations down and repeat them out loud to yourself daily when you wake up in the morning before you go to bed even if you feel silly at first and you don't believe it 
You've got to change your I am. You've got to change the way that you see yourself and you've got to start changing that thought process and those negative loops that can feed into you, feed into your mind and literally begin to rewire your brain. So let's specifically look into habits. So we all have habits. Some habits are automatic and learn over time. So things like showering in the morning or brushing your hair, brushing your teeth. We kind of do these automatic. We don't intentionally think about them too much. It's just habits that have become ingrained and learn over time. There are habits that are intentional. So this could be, you know, your exercise routine or something that you've got planned on a weekend. It could be making time for friends and family. Just a habit that you've given a little bit more thought to. It could be a healthy eating plan. Just something that's not not automatic and that you've really kind of thought through. Then there's compulsive habits. And compulsive habits are things that we, we're doing daily um, that are not quite intentional um, as the other things. And the compulsive habits are the ones that can be really sneaky and um, tend to kind of weave their way in there and start to cause destruction without you being aware of it. So let's look at some compulsive habits that could be really, really holding you back. And I'll talk about myself as well as as, um, as an example. Number one, smartphones and social media. Now, this is a huge, huge, huge compulsion for many, um, including you know myself as well. It's something that I've really, really had to work on. And I think... What makes it extra hard is the way that kind of society is set up now is, you know, if you if you run a business, it all tends to be marketed through um, social media. So you may have an, an email list, a database, but a lot of the time you may be raising awareness of yourself or capturing leads via um, social media. So you sometimes feel that you're constantly feeling pressured to kind of be on there and having to make an update or answer a message. So I wanted to tackle this one first because I think as business owners um, and just people in general, but specifically business owners as well, it's really, really more difficult to kind of look at breaking this habit of compulsion with social media. But I do believe that there is a way around it. So specifically for business owners with social media, I want you to ask yourself, are you using social media intentionally or are you using social media compulsively? For instance, are you carefully crafting a message, a video or a blog and posting once a day that's going to, you know, post information that's going to help your ICA with their pain points, something that they're struggling with? It could be showcasing your work that may be of benefit to them. Carefully responding to messages thoughtfully at set times. Or are you more compulsive? Do you feel that your fingers go into your phone automatically at every pause that you have? You know, you could be queuing in the supermarket. You could be in between clients. You could be at the traffic lights. Or it could be 
when you're having precious time with family, when the children are trying to get your attention or your spouse is home from work. It's just really, really becoming aware. And I remember at one time with me in the past, before I did become aware of this compulsion, I was it, it, I was just classically this. The, you know, the phone would be out in the supermarket queue. I'd be at a traffic light. I'd, I'd grab my phone. And it wasn't just to look at the phone. I would be, you know, pressing the Facebook app or the Instagram app. And I can remember being on the phone when um, one of the kids might be asking me a question. I'd be just saying, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. And when I started to really, really bring this to the forefront of my mind, I really, really noticed, and I think noticing is a big thing, of when I was um, partaking in the energy of social media when it really wasn't serving me at all. And I also then began to notice how I felt once I'd spent too much time on social media. So we all know that feeling when we're feeling in the flow and we're connected and we know that there's something bigger than us that we're connected to and it's just that sense of flow and abundance. And I tended to notice I felt more like that the less time that I was spending on technology and especially sort of in the yoga world as well because obviously I'm I'm a yoga teacher and I just like to do a private practice for myself within that every day and meditation and the way that I would feel after that you know if I'd started the morning not looking at my phone um, the whole day went completely differently and I knew how that felt and I knew that when I was spending more time on social media specifically really more than on technology but on social media I would just feel a bit I don't know it's a a feeling of I can't explain it really just a little bit more flat a little bit more distracted definitely didn't feel that connection um, you know that I would normally feel when I spent less time off the phone so what I slowly started to do was well initially I deleted the app from my phone and I intentionally thought right okay social media is a part of my work people it's part of the modern world people do send me messages that way but I'm going to take back control of that and I'm just going to do it via the desktop so I would set out an hour in the morning maybe an hour at night to craft a post go on and answer messages but slowly but surely before I knew it the app came back on my phone and it purely happened just through convenience because sometimes logistically it you know customers may message me that we're about to come to clinic to tell me they've been delayed you know instead of of ringing the work phone or sending an email everything is just expected that we communicate via messenger and via social media So before I knew it, it was back on my phone and I had to really, really be mindful of the usage. A really good experiment I once did as well, I've done it twice now, is for the last two years, um, for Lent, so for 40 days, I gave up social media. Now, granted, the first time I did this, it was in uh, lockdown. So it was completely different and wow, what an amazing experience. I can't begin to tell you that just the sense of inner peace that I had where I just felt that 
I couldn't be mithered. I know that sounds awful, but that's the best way to describe it. I was completely present. I felt that I got so much more done. I felt like I had space in my head, which is a really strange sort of thing that I never would have expected. Almost just like there was room in there and space. Now, I suppose looking at it really, it makes complete sense because what we tend to do now is those moments of pauses that we get in the day, whether it's between your clients at work or that morning cup of tea, um, you know, in the traffic lights or queuing in the supermarket, then moments would be usually when your brain would kind of decompress. It'd be moments where your mind was allowed to just wander or it was allowed to daydream. It could be moments that you come up with your most creative ideas because you've given your head space. And I think what's happened now is we don't give ourselves space. So as soon as we get those pauses and those moments between the moments, what we tend to do is fill it. So we fill our brains with information and especially, obviously, the smartphone doesn't help at all. So if you're getting those pauses and those moments between the moments, what we tend to do is put our finger there straight away, go straight for the app and we consume. And we think that we're just looking at things, but our brain is taking all that information in. It's all going into our subconscious, whether we are aware of it or whether we're not. So it's completely full all the time. And even if you're not going to social media, you might then flick to your emails. And it's the constant taking in of this information that just doesn't allow any space in the head at all. So when you really take a proper, proper break from it, and 40 days is a long break, you really, really do feel the difference. And, you know, at first I kind of felt scared. It felt strange. It felt like I'd kind of lost, you know, lost an arm or something like that. I'd, I started to become aware that normally I would pick the phone up first thing in the morning, like a little baby, you know, I'd be carrying it downstairs with me and it was really, really, really interesting. So the second time I did it, it was a little bit more difficult, but I still did it. And what I did is I kept just messenger. So I didn't engage in any posting. I didn't engage in any scrolling. Um, and I just literally kept a Facebook messenger for messages. Now, this year is probably going to be different because I've got the training academy. So what I'm looking at doing this year is refining it again. And I'm probably going to move to um, a social media scheduling app or I'm going to start getting help um, with the, um, the posting on social media. So I'm happy to create the content and everything else that goes with it, but physically placing it on social media and all the logistics that go with that, I'm looking um, this year, very soon actually, at, at having a helping hand with that. So I know social media is the big one, but I just want you to start to become aware of the compulsive use of it. Once you've done that, 
have a look at your phone and <laughs> ironically, have a look at your screen time within the settings of your phone and you'll be really, really surprised on what it's showing. I remember at one time mine was showing something like 20 to 25 hours a week. It does give you a breakdown. So I'm not saying it's always on social media. I'm a huge kind of podcast fan and I like, um, you know, listening to other things as well. So that does count for the for the time on the phone. But I can just remember being so shocked and thinking, actually, that's like another, that's like a part-time job. And just think how much more productivity you could bring to your business in terms of those hours without the endless scrolling on social media. You could be batching all your blog post videos. You could be coming up with a great new creative idea. You could be marketing to your email list. Just there's so much that you could be doing um, if you wanted to bring that time to your business. You could be seeing more clients, but just the endless scrolling, your finger going to the phone, back and forth, back and forth, start to really, really become aware of it. Another good idea is if you have several people on social media that are a source of inspiration, they're a bit like a coach for you, just decide on who those few people are. And instead of going to the social media platform, sometimes go and visit the website um, see what's going on on there because most people will attach information to the website as well as to their social media accounts. You've also as well got to be aware of partaking in things such like such as like Facebook debates or especially sort of commenting on articles say that are in the Guardian or whatnot you know you you're basically just wasting your time and your energy trying to convince somebody else of your opinion you know they have their opinions you have theirs and no matter how loud you try and shout and try and change somebody's opinion you're never going to be able to do it so you're completely wasting your precious time and your precious energy and all you're going to do is bring that negativity back into your day it's going to be brought into your home to your family to your business it's just not worth it so if you start to see yourself engaging in debates and things like that just pause take a breath and think do I really need to do this do I really need to try and convince somebody of my opinion that I'm never going to be able to convince? What a complete waste of time and a complete waste of precious, precious energy. It could be any area of your life where compulsion has started to creep in. It could be your eating habits. It could be just that hand to the biscuit tin three or four times a day without being aware of it. It could be pouring that glass of wine every night compulsively without stopping and thinking is this really doing anything for me what how is this serving me it could be the eighth cigarette of the day again you might not be taking time to really sit and look and ask how is this moving me forward to become the person that I want to be it could be where you're spending your time and with who so if you're 
constantly kind of in a circle that's very gossipy, it's complaining, it's critical, it's negative, it's judgy, it's jealous. That is going to be a very, very different circle than a circle that wants to talk about desires and vision and goals and dreams and forgiveness and compassion and how they can be of service and what they can bring to the world. The whole spark of energy of that will be very, very different. So as hard as it can be, and I know you can't always control who you're spending your time with, it's just becoming aware of how you feel once you've been in certain circles or around certain people. And, you know, I can 100% guarantee if you've been around somebody who's constantly complaining and very negative and judging, you're going to come away feeling a lot more drained than you are from somebody whose energy is very positive and uplifting um, and inspiring. So start to become aware of that as well. And, you know, if you find that you're engaging in those kind of habits, so if you're speaking ill of other people, you're starting to criticise, you're starting to complain, that energy isn't going to move you closer to a good outcome and being the best version of yourself. And it's certainly not going to move the needle forward within your business. Because if that is the energy that you're putting out there, if you're constantly moaning and whining and draining and complaining and being critical, remember it all starts inside. So what you see reflected back to you from the outside will confirm that feeling. Now, before we wrap up, I also want to touch briefly on reactivity. It's a huge topic. Again, I'm going to do a separate podcast on this, but sometimes we are in situations that we don't want to be in or we're in situations with people that have the ability to make us feel tense, feel agitated, feel angry sometimes. So it's being aware of your reactivity and how you respond to situations because again the way that we respond and the way that we react is often quite compulsive as well just like a compulsive habit so if you're constantly reacting with anger um, to somebody maybe somebody in the home or to the kids or to certain people and environments If your energy is very angry, very reactive, you're screaming, shouting, or if you find yourself being easily upset and easily offended by the actions of others, what I want you to remember is you're completely giving your power away. If your happiness and your inner peace is dependent on somebody else, and somebody else's actions and just somebody else in general, then you're never going to be happy because we can never expect people to behave 100% the way that we expect or want them to behave. But what we can do is we can learn to manage ourselves and manage our own emotions You know, the response that you give to an event completely changes the outcome. Now, I can remember when I was younger, I was 
very reactive. I would be probably classed as what some people might say was quite fiery. I'm completely the opposite now. I, for, for instance, let's look at road rage. I don't really bother with road rage anymore. It's just not going to get me anywhere. It's it's not going to harm the other driver. All it's going to do is harm me. And it's a true saying that, you know, if you're really bitter and really angry for somebody else, for, for their actions towards you, by you being angry and you being bitter, you're basically swallowing the poison and expecting that other person to suffer. So... If I get somebody behind me now on the road flashing the lights or being impatient or asking me to speed up, I just smile and I just relax and I just look at them and I think, well, this is your life and by you behaving that way, that's releasing all those chemicals in your body. It's not releasing it in mine and I don't choose to partake in your energy. So have a good day, I wish you well, blah, 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 all the best. And just being aware of moments where I would be more reactive really sort of started to change things and it makes life go a lot, lot smoother. So if you're in, like I say, a circumstance that you can't change or somebody's starting to get a, you know, make you get a rise within yourself. It could be a really awkward client. It could be somebody that's suddenly, you know, wanting to book in with you and making all these demands. And you've just got to think, well, my, your emergency isn't my emergency. Or it's just learning to cultivate that sense of inner peace inside and not letting other people and outside circumstances change the way that you feel inside. It's hard, it's a hard thing to do and it takes lots of practice and lots of patience but you've got to get out of the habit of giving your power away and letting other people determine your own inner peace and your own inner happiness. So all this podcast is about, it's you know short and sweet, it's just starting to become aware. Become aware of your habits, the compulsive habits. I've only covered some, you know, very, very general ones there. There'll be a lot more that you can start to uncover with yourself. And once you start to notice, you'll start to suddenly kind of start to break the the chain really and start to kind of break that link, so to speak. It might take time, you know, if you're someone who's suddenly thinking, you know, you're starting to question your smoking habits. It might not be that you stop smoking straight away, but if every time you light a cigarette, you pause and stop and ask yourself, how is this really benefiting me? What is this doing for me in terms of finances, in terms of health? You'll start to give different messages to your mind and you'll start to question. And definitely the same goes for social media So start to be really intentional about, you know, your social media. And as I say, just look at how you speak to others. So are you complaining? Are you negative in your business? Are you complaining about your clients and everything that's wrong with your business and not actually looking at what is right with your business and the benefits that it is giving you? If you think you're 
not a morning person, well, start telling yourself you are a morning person. Things are going to be different. You're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to start that morning routine come hell or high water. It's all about how you start to visualize and see yourself in the world. So don't forget pen and paper. I want your big I am and I want you to look at that daily. So for instance, I went on a property course because I'm really interested in property and a lot of it was on personal development and the guy that runs it, he's fantastic. He's done so much in the, the world of personal development and whatnot and he's doing so much with kids now and trying to get them to change the mindset so it was right up my street and he actually made me read out his vision for himself and his vision was that he was a world leading um, property expert I can't remember the exact words but it was world leading he owned it and he knew it and he wrote that before he even was now I know that's in a business sense but it could be in any sense I am. Who are you? What do you represent? What are you about? And really, really start to believe it. Okay, so as I say, short and sweet, but just really, really start to look at those habits and those behaviours and let's make them less compulsive. As always, send me a message. I love hearing from you and please share if you think there is anybody that may be of benefit to this. Thanks for listening to the Excel with Ease podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered some useful takeaways. Please rate, review and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And as always, pass to a friend who you think will find the content super useful.